are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. I'm glad to have you back. Hey, look, I get it. The San Antonio Spurs are in action right now. Just a few more games before the break. But I think it's time that we use this platform to give back to San Antonio. As everybody knows, San Antonio was hit hard with the winter storm. Businesses were affected. Individuals were affected. Families were affected. It was just a mess. So San Antonio is still recovering. And one of the businesses or organizations that got hit hard during the winter storm was the San Antonio Zoo. Now, the San Antonio Zoo does so much for the community, whether it be discounted tickets for residents, giving back to frontline workers, the list goes on and on. But now it's their time. It's their time for help. So we're going to be just talking about what the San Antonio Zoo um, is going through right now. How can San Antonio Spurs fans help out and have some fun talking about how the Spurs have contributed to the zoo and its efforts and have some fun with, uh, well, just wait and see how some animals and the young guns get all involved. It's going to be a fun time right here on Lockdown Spurs. To do that and more, I'm joined by San Antonio Zoo CEO Tim Morrow. Tim, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Thanks for having me, Jeff. It's always fun to be on. Hey, man. What do you think about the Spurs, though, so far this season? Not too bad, huh? Yeah, they're, they're a great team, and it's I've, I've seen a lot of your tweets and then articles about how you know we're, we're one of the good teams being ignored, which is not really ironic since even when we were the greatest team, um, we were being <laughs> yeah. ignored. So you know, winning five championships across three decades and being ignored, and now we're a, a good team and being ignored. So it's it's kind of like San Antonio's gotten used to it, but the, still the disrespect is real. The dis- disrespect is very real, but one thing that San Antonio is not used to is winter as harsh winters uh san antonio was hit hard by a winter storm it affected a lot of people and especially the zoo uh what initially happened how did the this storm really hit the zoo um i saw you in your tweets and the zoo's tweet that it was pretty bad yeah we um you know we prepare for freezes you know a typical san antonio freeze will last overnight maybe maybe two days um, and not deep like it was before with roads closed and snow and things like that. So uh, we prepare with a lot of our buildings have generators. Uh, we put heaters out for animals. We move yeah. animals inside their houses and bedrooms. But the, uh, the longevity of this and then the power outages are what really caused us the, the, the most problems. And for us, the key failure in the infrastructure here was when we lost power to our well pump. So we have the we provide probably 20% of the San Antonio Riverwalk water to the, to the Riverwalk. Mm-hmm. And we're pumping that water in through the zoo, which is this Edwards Aquifer 75, 78 degree water year round, which allows us to have these endangered crocodiles and species living in there year round. Well, when we lost the well, we lost the ability to maintain the temperature of that water and immediately had to evacuate, you know, flocks of flamingos and alligators right. and crocodiles and other species out of those areas and put them wherever we could, which was ended up being inside restaurants, inside buildings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have a team that spends the night here during events like that. They spent the entire week and then we have a hundred employees coming in every day wow. you know, you know, through town, which is basically shut down. They've got their own issues at home with broken pipes and families in need and, 
and water issues, and they still come in dedicated to taking care of these animals is pretty, it's very inspiring. And at the same time, we're trying to reach out and help the, the community, primarily primates up in Leon Springs mm-hmm. is a private sanctuary that really needed help. So we took in a bunch of their animals and we had animals in offices and crates and, right. uh, and everywhere. So we're just trying to do our best to help any of the animals that we could and, and really take care of the staff too at the same time. I saw a photo that the zoo shared where, um, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but it looked like the um, the, um, the the places that are you know that that the uh, animals were living in they were like lined with I'm gonna guess like grass and hay or some of that. Yeah, it looked like yeah. you were trying to really create insulation for the animals. Yeah, a lot of the areas where they live in their houses in the zoo they have hay all the time anyway. But we really double it up, double it up, double it up when it's um, cold winter like this. And then you know we moved our flamingos inside of Riverview Restaurant mm-hmm. and that. The area where people go inside and usually watch crook, um, I'm sorry, the hippos, mm-hmm. things like that was full of alligators and crocodiles. So wow. It's strange to see. And even for a couple of days after we reopened, they were still in there. It took us a, a few days to get everyone back out to their habitats. So guests could actually look in the window where they're usually watching and watching alligators walk around looking at the hippos, which was really interesting. Yeah. And and the thing about it, too, is the animals, you know, I guess there's this misconception that, oh, just because it's a polar bear, it can withstand this winter. And that, that's not necessarily true, is it? Yeah. Some of the animals like the cold weather. Yeah. Um, most of our species are African, um, you know, South American, where they're not used to those cold, which is why we have areas built for them um, to not only stay warm in the winter, but in the in the summer, they can go in those buildings and cool off. And we really have, they have choice to better be out in the habitat or inside their bedroom or, or house. And so um, we just try to make those areas as comfortable as possible. We have a lot of birds at this zoo, one of the biggest collections in the country. And so a lot of heaters were put out for birds and things like that. And just try to really focus on taking care of all those animals and moving whoever we could indoors. Did the zoo experience any of that type of uh pipe bursting anything like that or were y'all were oh, yeah. okay with that i think we've had over 100 p- broken pipes we're oh, still wow. replacing pipes we've had you know probably seventy-five thousand dollars at least worth of horticulture damage to the zoo you know mm. we have a beautiful botanical zoo and we've right. lost all the horticulture if you can imagine that team's just devastated and so uh but we know spring's going to come and it's going to all come back it's just going to be a long road for us to recover from this especially mm-hmm. coming out of a year of covid which we're still right. under yeah and struggling through covid and then to have this hit and i tell people all the time i will never again say what else could possibly happen because <laughs> i know we just saw there's always something so yeah um, but it's gonna be a long road back but we have the team here in san antonio to get it done and you're and the zoo was like you mentioned they're still recovering from the covid hit you guys were open to a degree you know limited you know what was great was the drive-through zoo i thought that was just phenomenal that was a huge hit so you my point is, Tim, is that even through COVID and even now through the winter storm, the zoo is still serving San Antonio community and opening its doors in some capacity. So you fast forward to the winter storm, storm post storm, that is. What is a, what is the zoo doing now? Are, are are people still allowed to go in? Like, what are the limitations right now? Yeah, we re- we reopened last Saturday, and of course we've had rain basically since we reopened, which doesn't help us either. Yeah. Or just some great weather. We have spring break coming up. Um, because the numbers in San Antonio and Barracone have come down so much in the last few weeks, we're, we're back to 75% capacity, um, which is good for us. But one of the, the benefits of the zoo is it's outdoors. So I think people feel really safe coming here and being outside. And then, you know, next week we head into spring break, which this is the first spring break ever. I'm worried about too many people coming. I'm usually, <laughs> you know, how, how can we get as many as possible? But 
managing crowds has become the new way of operating. And so that's always a challenge for us and for everybody at an attraction. But we have some really fun things coming up. We have um, inside the zoo, we have dino worlds. So throughout the zoo, there'll be dinosaurs. Yes. And then uh, a lot of people don't realize we the property for the zoo goes across 281 uh, with about 15 acres on the other side of the highway. And this year we're going to have dragon forest on that side of the highway. Yeah, so be a, great. a different event where you can walk through this enchanted forest full of dragons, which will be really fun too. So we're, we're always in forward motion and positive thinking and planning for a big year. And hopefully this um, pandemic gets under control with vaccines and everything else that's happening. And we have a end up with a big year. Forgive me now, Tim, but if I show up with my deck of magic cards, magic, the gathering, and I start playing inside the forest yeah that, that's gonna be me uh so just a oh, heads up having, now <laughs> well, we have a medieval kind of feel festival area yeah. with food and entertainment and we just really want to make it fun we're reaching out to local groups who you know do those kind of um entertainment practices or just mm-hmm. anything that related to dragons or medieval or any of the games and so um yeah we'd love to have people that do that stuff reach out to us and, and be a part of what we're doing with dragon force and, and speaking of being a part of what the zoo is doing and helping out the zoo well first of all i gotta commend you i I kind of alluded to you know the drive-through zoo has been a success you guys are you know persevering resilient team out there you have what what got i this blew my mind i did not know this and i'm glad now i know memberships are three bucks or it was a season yeah that was amazing to find out we launched last year, so we have multiple levels of um, memberships that people can get. There's two options. There's an annual where you can pay for 12 months, or there's a monthly membership, which is just a recurring, and there's as little as $3 a month. You pay a little down, uh, down deposit, and then you just pay $3 a month, and it just keeps going until you want to cancel it. So very affordable options for memberships um, at all different levels with all different levels of benefits at the zoo here. Now, uh, aside from the obvious for uh, San Antonio residents to buying a membership or just simply visiting the zoo, uh, what else can San Antonio do? What can the community do to help out the zoo in its time of need right now? Before we continue our chat with Tim Morrow of the San Antonio Zoo, I want to talk to you about Farrakhan. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it is quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it also gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out or an injury or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. I use the Theragun. You should use it too right now. It it helps me get through the day, uh, whether it be coming to Spurs or just everyday life. It's absolute must-have for everyone right now. So why don't you do that? Right now, you can go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on, theragun.com slash locked on. And by the way, Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds and thousands of customers, and me. And while I have your ear, I want to talk to you about rockauto.com, which is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. 
They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So whether that's for your classic or daily driver, you get everything you need at rockauto.com in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. That catalog is unique, easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. You can even choose the brand, specifications, and the prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And let's get back to chatting with Tim Morrow, CEO of the San Antonio Zoo. Buying, buying memberships and tickets and visiting us is key. You know, we are, unlike most of the big accredited zoos in the U.S., we're not um, funded operationally by the city or operated by the city. So we need visitors and donations to operate. So the two key ways people can help us is visiting. You know, every time they buy a soda or popcorn or pizza here in the zoo, it helps us. And every time they buy a ticket, it helps us. And then donating. People can go to sazoo.org slash donate. And really, they can pick a cause they want to donate to with us. It could be our emergency fund, which is right now recovering out of the winter storm and COVID. It could be a specific project, conservation project we do. It could be our school. It could be our overhead Jaguar tree system that we're going to be putting in this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's just a plethora of ways people can donate and connect with the zoo and get involved to help. Yeah, and um, and it's not – and everybody's just listening in right now. It's not simply – you know, animals. There's a lot of stuff out there that you can do. As he mentioned, the uh, the dino forest. That I'm sorry, the uh, dragon forest. Excuse me. Is that's out or going to be coming out soon? There's right. even a Starbucks. There's a Starbucks on property. If you want to just fuel up, train, um, right the up. train is still there. Yeah, you know, for those of the San Antonio, it's it's iconic at this point now. That train around Brackenridge Park. It's just so many things to do at the zoo, and right now the zoo needs San Antonio's help, and especially you, Spurs fans, for those that are living in San Antonio or even globally, because globally Spurs fans can still contribute, right, uh, via the San Antonio uh, Zoo link. There's got to be a donation link or something like that, right, Tim? Right, yeah, just sazoo.org slash donate, or you just go to the main webpage and you'll find the donate buttons. There it is. <laughs> yeah, all, all Spurs fans across the world, the globe, listening in right now, just do what Tim says. Help out the zoo if you can, because the Spurs actually do their part to help the zoo. Uh, it's almost like a yearly thing they do from Spurs Give to even Tony Parker. I mean, the list goes on and on. I, I got to talk about what Tony Parker did. I had no idea this existed until you brought it to my attention a few weeks ago. What did Tony Parker do for the zoo? Oh, he's done a ton. He's been on the board here since a little before I joined the zoo. I met Tony when he was 19. I think he had been in San Antonio for two weeks, and I met him when I worked at SeaWorld. He was just at the front gate buying tickets. Yeah. Uh, I've been friends with him since almost since he arrived in San Antonio. So when I was really excited when I'm coming to the zoo to find out that Tony was on the board. And he's been giving here throughout. You'll see his name on places like Zootenio Plaza, which is our, you know, a carousel in our restaurant that opened in 2014. He has, you know, he makes annual contributions. He's named animals. So we've had lions named after his children. Uh, We've had jaguars named after his um, children, (laughs) his niece. And so um, he's really involved here at the zoo. He donated. He went to FAO Schwartz in New York when they were closing. And the story he tells me is he asked him how much was the animals because they had a big Mm life-size animal collection. And the lady asked him which one. And he said, all of them, how much for all of them? (laughs) Ended up buying the collection 
Um, had it for a couple of years and then uh, donated that to us. And we, we put that out every year at Zoo Lights. It's the Tony Parker FAO Schwartz Animal Collection. Nice. Um, and so he's been um, in, involved and um, passionate about what we're doing for a long time. And it's really nice to have Tony on our board as a, not only as a donor and a friend, but a great spokesperson for us. Yeah, I, I, I'm familiar with those uh, stuffed animals. I frequent New York City a lot, a lot. It's almost yeah. my second home, and I remember uh, FAO shorts in that collection they used to have. And, yeah, that, that's quite a collection to have on the zoo property. Another reason why all Spurs fans, especially those in San Antonio, uh, should go check out the zoo right now to go uh, see the Tony Parker stuffed animal collection. That would be fun to see. Know. You never know, yeah. It's always <laughs> something. But um, it doesn't stop there. Uh, the Spurs give. Uh, the uh, what used to be what was it we were trying to figure that what it used to be uh, Spurs Silver and Black Give Back yeah Black Give Back and now it's Spurs Give and they've been great to us uh, you know we have we moved into our new Will Smith Zoo School campus in 2018 so we now operate the the world's largest nature based preschool called Will Smith Zoo School right up the street and the school used to be housed in the education building along with camps along with volunteer headquarters and so the building got a lot of use and a lot of love the old education building and so we recently did a refresh of the education building for our campers and our volunteers and donors and um, spurs give was a big part of what we're, we've done there and um, it's really nice to have an organization like the spurs that are involved in the community and helping places like san antonio zoo what about uh, the newer generation of spurs um whether it be, or even the veterans like your DeMar DeRozan, Marcus Aldridge's to the young guys, have they frequented the zoo? Have they been there? Have they done anything to help out? Yeah, I've seen uh, DeMar's been out. I've, you know, the the old school guys, Tim, Tony, and Manu, they're out all the time. They're in that place in life where they have young kids and things like yeah. that. So I see, I see those guys more often. Um, the Spurs have done some videos out here with some of the players. Lonnie is really an animal lover. So mm -hmm. we see Lonnie um, a couple times a year, and he's great. And I think is going to be someone that really grows with San Antonio zoos. Uh, hopefully, he stays in San Antonio his whole career. Right. And so part of the challenge with all these younger guys is we've been in COVID for the last year, so they haven't gotten to do much. True. Um, so, yeah. You know, players come to town that no one's even seen before. I think that's part of the challenge. You know, we talked about no one's talking about this team, but even in San Antonio, it's the Spurs have always been so accessible to the community and, and we just don't have that right now. So I think it, I think it affects the team's mm -hmm. uh, perception. Even here, you, you can't go to a game, um, right. You watch it on TV with no fans, which is not, you know, the same experience. And then they just can't be out in the community doing what they usually do and giving back. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Devin Vassell, the rookie, uh, I think it was a few weeks ago, he was asked about, you know, being in San Antonio. And the first thing he said, he goes, I don't know. He goes, I haven't really explored it. The The most he's done is go out to La Contera and just to pick up some of the food. And then he went back yeah. and that was it. So, yeah, I mean, it, you hope when things go back to normal, these young guys uh, will go start hitting up the zoo much more frequently and learn to embrace it and learn to love it as Lonnie has started to do. And of course, the all the old heads, you know, we know they're loving it as of right now. Um, Speaking of the young guys, Tim, we have some fun right here on Lockdown Spurs. So, um, look, when it comes to animals, nature, I look, I, I defer to you. You're the pro. You're the expert. You corrected <laughs> me a few times already on social media when I got the names of animals wrong. So, um, the young guys, you know, they they they're uh, they're they're fun. They're fun to watch. They got a lot of potential. And uh, they're the next generation of this franchise. Hopefully they stick around for a long time. So 
What we're going to do here on Locked On Spurs, we're going to pick Tim's brain here and see if he can th- think of animals that are closely comparable to the style of the players of the young guys. And we're going to limit it, though, because, you know, Tim's a busy man. We can't keep him here all day on Locked On Spurs. Uh, to Keldon, DeJounte, Lonnie, Derek, and Jakob. Just those five. So we'll start off with, I guess, the easier one, which would be Keldon. If there was an animal in in your uh, in the park right now. Who would be who would uh, which animal would be comparable to him? All right, before we put a wrap on this episode of Lockdown Spurs, I quickly want to talk to you about Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, everything you need, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's just the best place to go uh, for your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts, and use promo code LOCKEDON when you go to BetOnline.ag. I have one that's not in the park that like described me like a Tasmanian devil or a honey Ooh, badger. There um, you go. Just ferocious and attacking and um, aggressive. And I think that, that would probably describe those animals. We don't have those here, but I think those animals are closely. Yeah. yeah, honey badger has been a name that the Spurs fans have thrown out uh, a few times out there. We know Pop likes Mustang. He calls it the Mustang. So, yeah. um, you know, but honey badger, yeah. And Tasmanian devil, yeah, that's definitely him. I mean, these, this. Uh, He's a whirlwind going at that rim. Um, let's start off with Lonnie then. You mentioned Lonnie. What, what animal will be comparable to him? I said Lonnie, and he's kangaroo. That guy's got crazy hops and <laughs> fast, and you can't really tell looking at him until he takes off and jumps. And I think uh, kangaroo would probably be most what I would compare Lonnie to right now, the way he's playing. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I was going to say that that gif of the otter dunking, because he loves to uh, dunk all the time. I don't know if you've ever seen that. There's a gif of like he's swimming and he dunks, but uh, no, kang- kangaroo is perfect for him. They start off with the big man now, uh, Jakob Pertl. Oh man, the big, the big solid. I'd say maybe a, like a bear, like a grizzly bear. Okay. Up space. Nobody really wants to be around that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He... <laughs> so I, I dug up some stats ahead of this uh, segment here oh, and. And uh, when it came to Jakob, this this surprised me. So I go to B-Ball Index. So I say, okay, who are the top three-point uh, contesting guys? Like, who contests the most on this uh, this first team right now? Jakob Pertl came in number one of oh. the entire roster. So you, maybe you're right because he has that reach. He has that girth. Yeah, he, when he stands up, he's just massively tall. So he can reach over to the three-point line. So, uh, yeah. When you see a grizzly, you're supposed to stand your ground and and not run and be afraid, but you don't often see that happen when he's coming at you. I know, right? Uh, Finally, Derek White. What animal would be good for him? Derek White, he's quick and swift. Who would I compare him? What would I compare him to? Maybe um, our wild wild dog. We have these African wild dogs. They're they're kind of leaders of the pack and pack animals and um, pretty ferocious. Um, you can't tell by looking at them, they're ferocious. Like everyone wants to pet these things and say, mm-hmm. oh, I'd love to have that dog as a pet, but no, they're ferocious and, um, lead the pet, lead by pack. And, um, 
and have that mentality of uh, we're going to get what we want to get. <laughs> I like that. There you go. Uh, your uh, starting five animal form for the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, um, you know, it's a shame that Derek White is going through a rough season physically, you know, because you he gets that toe surgery, he has to sit out for a while, does it again, sits out a while, then he got placed in the health and safety protocols by the NBA. You hope that he's going to have a good second half of the season. And speaking of the season, Tim, we can't let you go without getting your thoughts. You uh, teased us a little bit at the beginning. Um, how do you project this team uh, playing when the second half of the season gets going? Well, hey, we forgot DeJounte. Oh, right, DeJounte. Duh, let's go back to DeJounte. Yeah, DeJounte. You know, who? Everyone talked about uh, Kobe being a mamba, and I watched DeJounte play. He just reminds me of a cobra. The way he's kind of tall, lanky, like a cobra about to strike. You can't tell when a cobra's just slithering around as a snake what it's going to do. But when it when it poses up like that in its cobra pose, I think that's how uh, DeJounte kind of looks like he's playing, the way he's a threat from all over the court. But um, he has that look to himself with this tall, yeah. Man, has he turned the corner? Hasn't he this season? My it's, goodness, it's, it's just really fun to watch and, down. and fun to watch Pop have fun developing these young guys because you know what he went through from a this, this dynasty of players to all these new young guns, and you can tell Pop's enjoying it too and teaching them yeah. and having fun watching this team get better. Uh, does Pop go to the zoo? Have, have you seen him out there? Pop hasn't been to the zoo. I I, I know Pop from. A stat, my stat crew days a little bit, and then he uh -huh. and my dad were friends. Uh, so we write letters back and forth to each other, just little uh, quick letters about things. And uh, but I have not seen him at the zoo now. I think Pop is usually living and dreaming and writing and working on basketball or wine drinking. Yeah, maybe yeah. Know we have wine here, and then maybe he'll come up <laughs> exactly or put a little pavilion out there, the Pop Pavilion, where he could just sip right. some wine in private and work on his basketball. I'll set up a table for him to overlook giraffes and there you go. Uh, Free. Yeah, but but yeah, but but you're going back to the uh, question about the second half of the season. Look, first of all, it's going to be crammed. I think there's it's going to be almost every other day is going to be a Spurs game. Yep. Um, so many games packed into such a short time. Do you think that could be a downfall for the season uh, as far as um, playoffs projection, or you think they they got what it takes? I think for us, with being one of the younger teams, it may be a little bit of a benefit compared to some of the other big teams in the West that are having some, you know, their key guys are a little bit older. So, you know, we remember all those conversations with the Spurs over yeah. we're too old over to this and to that, but it is going to be interesting with so many young players that we have to see how they gel together and recover faster than hopefully um, some of the other teams. But I think they have a good, they'll make a nice playoff run and nobody's going to want to play them. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. They're going to be that time, that team that nobody's going to want to draw. Hey, um, uh, a polarizing name among Spurs fans, you've seen it, uh, has been Luka Samanich. You know, there's there's really camp, you know, hey, you know, he's a project, it'll give him time, he's going to be good, and then there's camp, nah, you know, he's done, he's never going to pan out. Yeah. Where do you stand with the kid? Anytime we have a player like that, I just trust in Pop. <laughs> so there you go, I, simple as that. Uh, and RC and that coaching staff have done such a good job developing players. And I think that if they see they're not developing, we've seen young players that we thought were great mm -hmm. potential in San Antonio that we let maybe the Spurs let go and went somewhere else and didn't turn out great. So yep. I just think they have that eye for talent that no one else in the league has as far as an organization. And so I just constantly tell myself, I just trust Pop. I just trust Pop. Yeah. And uh, his ability to judge talent and young players. And I mean, look what we've done in drafts. Yeah. It's unprecedented in the NBA with players we pulled out of nowhere, you know, mm -hmm. second, third rounds. 
that have become legends. And so uh, mm-hmm. I just I trust them pop. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of those names. Yeah. Well, speaking of those names that, you know, didn't pan out, remember Dewan Blair or Jonathan Simmons? Those are a couple of guys that, you know, yeah. a lot of hype, a lot of hope, and then, eh, didn't really pan out. But hopefully, this young core. Or something, right? He didn't have any. Cartilage. He didn't have any, yeah. Yeah, he didn't have any cartilage. No, um, I think it was like no ACLs or something to that effect. Yeah. Uh, that was it was wild, but uh, he's, I think, I think he's out overseas now, Dewan Blair. Um, yeah playing some Euro League and Jonathan Simmons got let go by a Chinese basketball team. <laughs> they, they well, you look back, you know, even when the big runs were happening and some of these players, like, was Derek, um, was Derek Anderson? Didn't sign again with us and went off somewhere oh, yeah. else and disappeared. <laughs> like, and that happens to some of those guys when they leave the Spurs is they just disappear. So that yeah. tells me Pop knows what he's doing. If he's going to let somebody go, it's, it's, it's okay. So. Yeah. Well, um, again, you know, uh, we want to thank Tim for coming on uh, this episode of Locked On Spurs. Tim, one more time, tell how um, all San Antonio Spurs fans are, or just the San Antonio community in general, how they can help the zoo. Yeah, just come visit us. Um, buy a ticket, buy a membership, buy one of the monthly memberships, or donate to us at sazoo.org. And, you know, we are a Spurs-loving organization, as you know, and the local media knows. We we banned Kawhi Leonard. He's not allowed at the zoo anymore. And <laughs> last year, when Denver knocked him out of the playoffs, we gave Denver a free parking spot. The Nuggets get a free parking spot. So we are definitely a Spurs-loyal zoo and like to have fun and actually like to get uh, little rivalries going with the other zoos in the in the country and have had some bets with those zoos on, on playoff series and things like that. So uh, we support the, the Spurs, so Spurs fans can feel good supporting San Antonio Zoo. I highly recommend everybody to follow uh, not only Tim uh, on uh, Twitter, which is at, uh, I think it's like Manana. Excuse Manana me. Zoo. Manana Zoo. Thank you. And uh, also follow uh, the zoo itself at San Antonio Zoo. Very easy. Why? Because A, you get to hear about the latest promotions, and B, you get to see that rivalry with other zoos uh, when, um, yeah, when those parking spots are available or not available to certain uh, teams or players on the NBA. It is just a fun follow. We really need to follow the San Antonio Zoo and Manana Zoo as well. Uh, Tim, thank you so much for hopping again on Locked On Spurs. This is your second time here and you know our our door is always our door is always open for you whenever the zoo needs help. And hopefully this will rally some Spurs fans to the cause and help the zoo right now in its need. So for Tim Morrow, I am Jeff Garcia. We're gonna put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Mm-hmm.